Welcome to Kitty Talk, a show where we talk about the last interactions we had with kitties. Mine was two seconds ago. Yours was two seconds ago? You mm-hmm. f- you fed the kitties? Fed some kitties. Yeah. They look just like uh, this uh, kitty on the big screen, Keanu. Yeah. I hung out with the kitties today, and as usual, they were very nice to me until they weren't. It's really inconvenient when your cat likes to play with you while you're on a conference call. And specifically, the way she likes to play with you is she likes to lay directly on your hand on the mouse that is controlling the screen. Maybe she's trying to control you. This... This is Money Penny's meeting. This is Money Penny's meeting. It's Money Penny's agenda, and Money Penny's got to get those proposals she's out. She's tired of being a secretary. She's the boss now. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Bethany. And this is... Home Viewing. A podcast where we watch every movie in our library from A to Z. Z. What did we watch this week? Keanu. Keanu. Key and Peele's first movie. Probably the first Monkey's Paw that we saw. I guess if you think about it, yeah. Monkey's Paw is a good company. Because Jordan Peele is cool as hell. Like, it's so interesting because he's credited as a writer on this, and then the next movie that he wrote won him the Best Original Screenplay Oscar. Because it was Get Out. Lit as hell. And then that was... It's interesting because, though, because he didn't direct this one. This was directed by uh, a guy who mostly directed the Key and Peele sketch comedy show. (laughs) And you can tell. Yeah. What's the premise of this movie? I want to see if you can explain it, because it's difficult to explain. Okay, um... Drug lords go and attack other drug lords and steal Kitten. Kitten runs away and lands at... Jordan Peele's house. Jordan Peele's house. We can just call them... Well, he's not Jordan Peele in the movie, but I don't remember their names. (laughs) It's it's easier to call them Key and Peele, honestly. Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key just So because. then this kitty is built a really great oasis and featured in a personal calendar selection. That is Jordan Peele's character making wonderful recreations of famous movie scenes in kitten calendar. Including form. some Keanu ones. Yes. Uh, Incredible. And God, the, the point the break shi- one is great. The, the shining. shining. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because whenever he's like the cat is like attacking something, it's always like a fake mouse. it's so basically key and peel play cousins in this peel is a a, the slacker stoner cousin who's very nerdy and like doesn't have his life together but when keanu shows up when this kitten shows up which he names decides to name keanu it's like his life turns around a little Mm -hmm. bit or at least his outlook on life anyway and then because he had just been broken up with right yeah he Mm -hmm. yeah and uh Keegan-Michael Key's character was like, yes, finally, good. <laughs> but didn't want to say that to his he has like the, He has the opposite life. Yeah, he is married with a kid, and it's it's, and the it's like an okay marriage, but his wife can, thinks that he's like a little too uptight, maybe. Mm-hmm. And like, he's... I, I don't know if it's ever explicitly said, but from the way that they interact 
with the other characters. I'm pretty sure he's like a corporate like HR guy or like trainer or something know. like that. Well, because he, they do all the icebreaker and team building oh, stuff. Oh, maybe. With the, uh, with, with the drug dealers. Mm-hmm. Essentially, this cat goes on a journey um, because there is in a mistaken robbery that happens <laughs> from the uh, by the blips who are the rejected members of the Bloods and the Crips. God, <laughs> they thought it was the drug dealer's house, so the, they the drug dealer played by that kind of by white boy who wishes he was black will forte god yeah. he's he's got like the full cornrows day lost soul reggae records all that stuff. so painful it's painful but a very very accurate portrayal of that specific stereotype <laughs> it cracks me up like to the point where jordan peele threatens him by breaking his classic hip-hop records <laughs> it's which thinking back now feels very like purposeful oh absolutely it's it's a way, it's, this movie is their way of commenting, I think, both on the same kind of things they were commenting on in their comedy show. Like, mm-hmm. essentially, this is if they gave one of their sketches a full movie treatment. Now, I mean, with that, con- with that context out of the way, favorite Key and Peele sketch, go. I, I know you've got at least That's one. That's so rude. I don't know why I didn't think to, f- to figure this out before this podcast. I don't know them by name. I've only seen the ones you've by... shown me. Yes, but of the ones that I've shown you, which which is the first one to spring to mind? Because I think it might be the same one I'm thinking of. It's the one with Ty Burrell as the Nazi officer. Sure. They yep. love cat toys. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking no. of. Good job. <laughs> I tried. Let's keep moving. Let's keep... Well, it's. I just feel like we can't really discuss the movie without discussing the show. I don't know a lot about the show. <laughs> But you know some about the show. You know what I've shown you. I've shown you some episodes. They're of together and they're funny and they have a show. Well, it's interesting though because they were. I I honestly wish I knew a little more about their background before the show. I know that they were both on Mad TV together. Oh yeah. For a little while, which Mad TV was an interesting time. Well, I know their sketches can like teeter on the edge of like kind of dark. <laughs> oh, sometimes. Absolutely, you can see in the. Oh, God, the aerobic sketch. That's the one that I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, man. Yes. That one's a good one. Because Jordan Peele has, seems to almost have always been a horror writer in some ways. Yeah. Like, and I think he's given interviews to that effect how, like, it's it, it's like a similar thing as to what happened with Bill Hader. It's like they really wanted to get into filmmaking and comedy was a way to get into that. Kind of. It was kind of like a side thing at first that then became a bigger thing. I don't know. Jordan Peele is a really, really strong writer. In fact, I think maybe a little stronger than he's an actor. I think he's yeah. I think he's really funny. I think his stuff can be a little one note and sometimes kind of hokey. I think he's a little better. He, I think he is actually the Or he just actor. knows how to play into a better character for him, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a little more comfortable with like the physicality of his characters, especially. Mm-hmm. Because it's interesting, in a way, these characters end up playing characters within the within the movie themselves. Because they have to pretend that they're badass drug dealers, the Allentown boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're forced to blend in with this gang to try and get Keanu back. And the way that they plan to do that is they'll do a job for, for um, well, Method Man, the uh, for. 
me- member of Wu-Tang Clan, noted member of the Wu-Tang Clan, Method Man, <laughs> who's the head drug dealer. So they end up with Tiffany Haddish and yes. like two or three other guys, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I think Darnell Britt is the name of one. I If I got this wrong, I'm going to like pause this and edit it. But Darnell Britt Gibson, yes, <laughs> I was right. Who is really funny in Barry and You're the Worst. And he was in, uh, he was in Just Mercy, too, playing... The, really? Yeah, the first oh, witness that... who, like, got intimidated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, he's he's a skilled actor, too. I think... Just Mercy is one of those movies that I thought was going to be pretty hokey, and then turned out to be super, like, intense Impact. and, like, good. No. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, yes, it's another non-black director directing a movie about the black experience, but it goes beyond that. In yeah, a way. he did the work. I think, though, it's useful to think about this movie as a movie about how much Key and Peele love movies. I thought you were going to say each other. Well, and each other, too, <laughs> and to, to an extent. But I think it's, it's absolutely a movie about how much they love movies. Because they, from the beginning, you've got them going to the theater when Keanu is, is taken. You've got the movie memorabilia up all over Jordan Peele's ap- apartment. Even just the, the calendar... Or the opening scene, which is basically Matrix-style slow-mo. <laughs> like, it's... Mm-hmm. Everything that they're doing is, like... And when they way. go on the hit, it's fam- it's famous actress on a Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> Ferris. However you pronounce Whatever. it. So it's... So it's them taking these movie conventions and essentially applying them to their own specific kind of sketch comedy format. It's, it's just... I don't want to call the movie... A long extended joke but it kind of is yeah it's kind of like hey what if john wick but a kitten and it didn't die and also black like yeah which i think is fun i think it's a lot of fun i think it it kind of also played with the idea of what how uh it well it played with code switching that's for sure mm-hmm. Like when they're in the strip club and on the and on the drug runs versus when they're hanging out with themselves, but then also trying to claim you know cultural backgrounds like talking about Detroit versus New York and who grew up harder essentially, <laughs> even though they're two middle aged dudes who are both <laughs> clearly nerds, one of whom is a George Michael super fan. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that yeah. is the best bit. That's your favorite bit, I think. Is is when he's uh, with the rest of the drug dealers in the car while Tiffany Haddish and um, Jordan Peele are in the house and he's trying to, and they, they're like, put on some tunes and what he has in the car is George Michael. And he starts to sell them saying, listen, George Michael was super hard. They're like, well, was he black? Uh, he was light-skinned. <laughs> and gets all these guys super into George Michael when what they were looking for is like... Super hardcore rap. Mm-hmm. And then sells them. He's like, listen, he had father issues. He, had, <laughs> he grew up he grew up rough. This is what he's saying. And then they they're they're all doing the harmonies too. Man. <laughs> uh it's also I did genuinely like Anafaris with a samurai sword. That was that was pretty <laughs> funny too. Uh it's which, that felt kind of 21 Jump Street-ish, honestly. It felt like they were very aware of the movie's 
that had that had a been coming out and b that they were i mean referencing that it this is a movie that i don't know if it would work three years from now for us in fact, I don't think it worked as well for us this time. No, as it yeah. did the first. It time was we very it. in the moment movie. This came out two thousand sixteen. Us knowing the context of it, yeah, helped a lot. Like I think if we were younger, we might not think it was as funny. I would argue that perhaps if we were at a certain rate age younger, it would be more funny. Why? This is the kind of movie that I think I would have liked a lot in high school. No, I'm saying like because the jokes are so specific to movies and like references like do the, do people like 10 years younger than us even know who george michael is now that he's dead now that he's dead i would argue they have they're more likely to know him yeah but, yeah but like i didn't get like the faith video reference when i first saw the movie i knew who he was <laughs> but i i hadn't like gone dived as deep into him you know yeah i think that it's also interesting like knowing these people's careers now Makes it more interesting. Yeah. Because Tiffany Haddish hadn't had her big break yet. Right. Girl Strip hadn't come out. So it's fun to like look back at this and be like, man, she's going to be so good. In, she like, did two, a great in, like, a job year. in this movie, though. No, she was great in this movie. I'd say she might have done the best acting she, in this she, movie. Best performance? Yeah. That, that wouldn't surprise me. Except for maybe Key. I thought I thought Key did, yeah. did the yeah. best comedy in the movie, for yeah. sure. Key was absolutely the funniest. And he... Which makes sense, because like I was saying, I feel like Key is a better performer, whereas Peel might be a better writer, you know? Yeah. Like, that, that that's where their strength, strengths lie. Um, I thought... There's, frankly, not too much to talk about with this one, is, is the thing that I'm a little sad about. Partially because it, it's been a little bit since we've watched it, but also partially because... It is straightforward, I think. Yeah. Like, this This is a fun romp. I mean, really. they, it's, they it's, accomplished it's, their goal. They get Keanu back. It's, it's, but the funny part is that they have to go to jail because they did do things wrong. Yeah, they're like, oh yeah, we did murder some folks, didn't we? Tiffany turns out to be an undercover cop. Yes. Which is very funny. Oh, though this uh, does skip the standout sequence in the middle where Key takes uh, some of the drugs that they've been selling unintentionally <laughs> and does hallucinate George Michael and then Keanu the cat voiced by Keanu Reeves. Which they didn't get in the original, like, <laughs> like they had to, basically. The, the first cut yeah. at South by Southwest didn't have Keanu Reeves voicing it. And then. And then Keanu Reeves's sister sent him a cop sent him the trailer after knowing that he had passed on it, and he was like, "Yeah, I'll do this." <laughs> was, was that a good Keanu? Is that a good Keanu Reeves? That's all right. Yeah. I think I'm working again. I'm thinking I'm back. I mean, it's 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 good. I'm no. calling in your marker, Halle Berry. All right, all right. So anyway, um, it's. It is very referential. It's well made, but in but also almost like it's almost too clean in some ways. Yeah. Like it's it's clear that the skill is there in the editing and the directing, but 
it almost like feels too perfect sometimes, you know? Well, there's two more moments that are really like key and peel sketch worthy <laughs> is how they play the bad guys in the beginning. Yes. <laughs> they like have full on costumes and <laughs> including wigs. Like, facial prosthetics. Yes. Yeah, they play the, the badass drug dealers. Gosh. Who, who survive getting shot at by the other characters played by them at the end of the credits. They get up from... <laughs> it, And it's just one of these things where it's clean in the way that sometimes the show's sketches were, were very, like, succinct and, like, punchy. And I think that it drags because it's almost too punchy. Like, you're like, okay, well, we're going to get to the next scene no matter what, and not in an organic way, necessarily. I you guess, know? yeah. It, it, I think, well, I think the best moments were the moments where they were living in the scene, you know? It also might so, be, might be like, the problem where when you've seen something like this, it's not as funny when you repeat you, it. Because it's predictable. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this, I think this is something that comes up on our show a lot, honestly, is that some of these movies maybe don't have as much rewatch value as we'd like. And like Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> because I do remember seeing it for the first time and not being like flabbergasted, but being like, all right, that was kind of fun. I, no, I remember super enjoying it. Wait, you mean Keanu or Jurassic World? Jurassic World. I would say both of these, yeah. honestly. I, I, well, we didn't see Keanu in the movie theater. I yeah, we saw Keanu on DVD because specifically... Did you, you had buy been, it? I think I did, but I think you also were like... Hey, this is on sale. There's a kitty cat on it, and it looks. Pr- I've heard it's pretty I don't, funny. I don't think I would have said that, you know. No, I. You didn't I don't say think it exactly I would have like approved that. you buying it. No, you. Enc- <laughs> I remember distinctly you encouraging me to buy it so we could watch it. Oh, maybe because you wanted to see it. Sure. <laughs> I think the the thing they did well, the cats they cast were so good, and they even made up an excuse to have the same like cats, like the same like. I guess they probably only had, like, two or three then. They were like, yeah, Keanu's a forever kitten. Yeah. <laughs> because cause he's always at that, like, 12-week stage yes. of kittenhood. Never getting bigger Which is a very that. small window. Yeah. I I got money penny at that age, and she started growing, like, immediately. Yeah, she only looked at that for, like, one picture. I know. Now she looks great still. Kind of like an She's alien. fine. She... Who do you love more, Money Penny or Leo? Yeah, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know what you're yep. gonna. I know what you're gonna say. Cause you picked Leo. I oh. love them both equally. They are cats. <laughs> they are cats. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I feel like you know how personally you kind of like yin yang, like you go back and forth. Between cat Between and, dog, cat and dog, and right now I'm feeling dog. You're so solidly dog. You've been solidly dog for like the last two years, I would say. But I, I like our cats. They're great. <laughs> they're cuddle. They're, they're fuzzy. They are cuddly. But the, the biggest drawback is that all of their, um, ec- you know, things that come out of them go into a box that you would then have to clean, which I do not enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very much over and considering buying a robot to clean their <laughs> boxes with. But I think, so that's something the movie doesn't necessarily get into, but it does get into how you feel when you see a kitten. Yeah, and any pet. That's, well, yeah. well, I just, but I just think about, 
Because every single character who meets and comes into the possession of Keanu <laughs> feels the exact same Yeah, because the drug way. lords are, like, fawning over him. Yes. Uh, God. And they all give him different names. Like, Method Man names him New Jack, which is <laughs> so good. Because of New Jack Swing. It's a reference to the movie in music style. New Jack Swing was, like, one of those uh, L.A. realism movies black realism movies uh i think it was was it john singleton they came out in the 90s like along with like boys in the hood and and juice oh okay (laughs) yeah oh man that is pretty good so then another movie reference and then then louis yeah then louis guzman names me uh his his cousin louis guzman his cousins named him iglesias which is just yeah (laughs) it's it's funny because louis guzman has that like very distinct louis guzman (laughs) voice iglesias that's my cousin, yeah. Iglesias. It's pretty good. <laughs> the, the the final the final shootout on like the the south southern California slash perhaps northern Mexico hacienda is pretty like lushly shot too. <laughs> yeah, they definitely had a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't think we needed the car chase. No, <laughs> I think it was it was them paying off the oh this character doesn't know how to drive. They've been like laying it down. It's like so of course he's going to be the one driving the car. Yeah, I, it's. It it almost becomes, like, too much of a spectacle sometimes. And the family insert, they kind of just threw that away. Like, it wasn't important. Like, the only reason that they showed his, like, wife and daughter going away is so he wouldn't have an excuse to be, like, bothered by them. But it, it also is supposed to contribute to his character development. Like, when he punches Rob Hubel for coming on to his wife. Or <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's him being like, I've regained my power in some way. I guess. But it didn't feel, like, necessarily needed no absolutely it didn't i did like the uh i did like will forte being half swallowed by a by a python though i thought that was a pretty good payoff <laughs> to an earlier joke. <laughs> that felt really extra too like i think the jokes that hit the best were when tiffany haddish puts the uh haddish however you pronounce her name i it's, feel like she would say haddish that's that's we we need to find. I don't know. I can't it's one confirm. of those things where I've read the name so many times and I've never actually heard someone say it out loud except for once at the Oscars. Where is she from? They were announced. She's from the U.S. Uh, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, that narrows it down a lot. But basically, think, is she Southern? Yes or no? And that will tell you a lot about it. That's a fair point. But, but when she puts the the uh, cuffs onto Jordan Peele, because you remember girls. Great trip. great joke moment. Yeah. Excellent joke moment. I think I think Keegan Michael Key's accent that he puts on once he's in the strip club is <laughs> just excellent. <laughs> and I mean, the Anafaris bit is pretty good. Yeah. I love you in the house bunny, by the way. <laughs> and then of course, George Michael. Every every single reference to George Michael would not cut any of that. No, yeah, At that all. was well because one guy gets the tattoo, right? Yes, he gets the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have faith. I would get that tattooed. You would get that tattooed. Gotta have faith, yeah. You gotta have faith. All right. Well, unless you got any more to talk about right now, let's take a trip to the concession stand.
Hi, I'm Brittany, and I have a bachelor's degree in film and television. And I'm Jessica, and I have a bachelor's degree in equine studies. What would happen if we put our heads together? We would come up with the new best worst horse movie. Like a movie where a horse is the best hard-boiled detective the city has ever seen. Or a movie where horses are fighting in the front lines in a space war. We're doing just that here at Colt Classics, a new show on the Pocket Podcast Network. Join us every other Monday for Good Horses, Bad Plots, and all the bad horse movies you never knew you needed in your life. So, I think it's time for a cat fashion corner. Cat fashion corner? A cat fashion corner, because Keanu has several costumes. Mostly cosplays. Keanu dresses up for as Point Break, as, as Keanu Reeves in Point Break, which is wonderful. He's got nice little little parachute, little goggles. It's adorable. It's adorable. Keanu in the do-rag is also pretty great when he's New Jack. <laughs> We've got Keanu dressed up as Beetlejuice. Little little wig, little striped suit. Wow. Look at look at this boy. He's a good boy. You see, I mentioned the cat fashion corner because the characters in this movie are dressed up like characters in a Key and Peel sketch. Yeah, not really remarkable not, at all. Nothing, nothing super remarkable. That, and that's that's the thing. Like, popcorn movies are good. Popcorn movies are fun. They're not doing anything particularly new or different. In this yeah, movie. the fashion you departments know? must be sad in these movies. Yeah, the costume departments, they're like, just get dude clothes, I guess. Just come to set with your normal clothes. <laughs> We'll need to hold on to them. <laughs> and it's it's fine. I think this was fun. Would I rewatch it this year? No. Probably not. Would I rewatch it a few years down the line? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a good night in movie, I think. Just like, Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, all of our movies are night in movies at this point. <sighs> it's just well, us. It's how the quarantine crumbles. That is. And sometimes in the quarantine, your wife steals your beer and starts to drink it herself. You weren't doing anything with it. <laughs> you ready to rate this? Yeah, I'm ready to rate this. Toy mice, perhaps? Cat condos. Cat condos. He buys Keanu a really great he cat does uh, buy Keanu a complex. Really and he does have... Just one more thing. The plot point of get that bitch. <laughs> he puts a picture of his ex-girlfriend and then points at it to, for Keanu to like scratch it up. It's so great. And then when they're ch- tied up later on in the movie, he has Ke- he tells Keanu to <laughs> get that bitch and he scratches the ropes apart. It's ridiculous. Man, that is a good bit too. Keanu is, Keanu is best kitty. What do best they call kitty. that in... Um... In like stand up, what when you like reuse the a, a callback? Like well, like I guess it's like a payoff, right? Yeah, like when you mention something and then it like it like well, it, it's it's a callback specifically. It's a joke. Okay. It's a joke that was established earlier. It's like when John like when it's like when John Mulaney says says it's like paying a horse to watch your dog, and then says thirty minutes later about the party that he was at. We were going wild. We were dogs without horses. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's a callback. Yeah. It's and it's well done and it's well executed. Like the comedy, super well executed. I think it could have benefited from a different director to make it hit harder. 
And make it a little more memorable. Yeah, but I also feel like this is like uh, testing the waters for Peel maybe a little bit. Hmm. I mean, in a way, but he wasn't directing it. Yeah, so. but just being part of the process and having something go... Full, like, I think it's the only movie he's he was in at that point, right? I mean, Had he'd he been, been, in, been in other movies. He hadn't, he hadn't starred or written, is the thing. Or written other films, like... Or not major productions. I The thing about Peel is that he has an entirely different career now because of Get Out. For sure. He really is like a blank check director at this point because his first movie just was huge. His second movie, also huge, but he doesn't make that movie without having made Get Out first, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's... I'm just so interested to see what he keeps doing. And I think Monkey's Paw... Has been putting out really interesting content between, I mean, well, obviously the Twilight Zone remake, which is great. But then you've also got, well, you've, you've got the show with Tracy Morgan and Tiffany Haddish that's, uh, was running, that's running on TBS. That's a comedy. Oh, really? Yeah. And then you have Hunters on Amazon Prime, another monkey's paw. So it's just, I feel like Key and Peele has like built this production brand. Yeah. Or, or, and keep, like, what I'm saying is Peel wouldn't have this without having the clout that he got from Key and Peel and showing that he, like, is able to understand a major production with Keanu, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, he doesn't get the work that he has now without having put in the work that he did. And I think it's definitely interesting to watch in the context of the rest of his career. I think that... Get Out and Us are much better movies than this. Yeah, a different genre, too. Different genre, but they're put together so well. And I think they're better because Jordan Peele is the director. Yeah, that yeah, that's your thesis. All right. Yeah. We were going to rate the movie. Yes, we were going to rate the movie before... out of cat condos. Uh-huh. So, you go first. Me? You. I feel like I've been going first a lot. You go first. I think I just like you going first. <laughs> Um, three point five two kitty condos. Yeah, that frankly doesn't change my rating. I give it a solid three. Like, it is fun. It's a good popcorn movie. Is it one of the greatest films of all time? No. Yeah. Is it? Did I laugh? Yeah. yeah. And I think it did what it needed to do. It I accomplished think its goal. Clearly, a lot of work put into it. So yes, and it's. It's good. Yeah. It is good. That is my final statement on this. <laughs> We're a part of the Pocket Podcast Network. There's a new show there now. Cult Classics. Yes. If you like movies. And horses. And space. And specifically bad horse movies especially. Which are their own kind of fun in my opinion. We all remember Racing Stripes. I never saw it. You never saw Racing now, I know it sounds like something I would have seen, but I, think, I feel like I was a little does. too old by the time that rolled around. Mm. To be fair, I had a younger sister, so I was exposed mm-hmm. to all the movies that I was slightly too old for mm-hmm. because I had a younger sister. It was a bad horse movie. Wasn't it a zebra? Yes, he's a zebra. That's not a horse movie. And he runs really fast, but only when he's listening to music. Yes, I know the premise of Racing Stripes. Yes, and he's voiced by Frankie Muniz, Agent Cody Banks himself. Woof. That must have been what happened. 
Frankie Muniz. He's just cashing those Malcolm in the Middle residuals. Well, some other shows on the network <laughs> are sorted. <laughs> Steampunks. The Ghoul Tank. Other other shows. Other shows. <laughs> <laughs> no dice. We're very happy to be part of the network. This has been a long four months. And, and counting. Yes. And having, I will say, having this network to be a part of and something to like consistently put out. Even like when we were on a break, I was looking forward to getting back to it. So yeah. it's really a good community that supports each other and definitely worth checking out the other shows too. All right. Our music is... The Oregon Machine. Yes. Oil Waves. <laughs> <laughs> From their first EP, Parallels, which I have, I re-listened to recently, and damn, that thing still slaps, y'all. It's good, yeah. It's a very good EP. It's a vibe. I love it. Um, <sighs> Until next time, <laughs> I've been John. And I'm Bethany. This is home viewing. Don't buy too many DVDs. Don't buy any more DVDs. <laughs> this is never how you knew it. Nobody looks at it that way but you We all saw him drowning But you were the one with the blood on your hands Saying I never saw the one Pocket Podcast Network Quality programming right to your pocket